Yes, people, it's Friday, but there is no news. No news because Wednesday we had fights, Saturday we got fights. So today we're breaking, well, we are going back over our Wednesday card, giving you all that fun. And looking ahead to Saturday at UFC 257, okay? So it's a fun one, and it's a two-parter, people. So, we're doing Wednesday, then part two, we'll jump over to Saturday, people. So, enjoy, and um, don't miss each part, alright? Let's go! Okay, people, so, John Gooden... Daniel Cormier and Paul Felder have just had those... <laughs> I don't know what they were on. They were highly entertaining. It's 14 fights, people. We just did 14 fights. And God damn. Whew. It's tiring. It's some tiring shit, right? Oh, my gosh. But, whoo, got to say... We had some people really impress. Some people really impressed tonight. Now, some people, you know what I mean? They, they um, yeah, they gave us some big shocks, some big surprises. We had that as well. Some people didn't quite, I don't know. Didn't quite do what we expected. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that they were terrible. They just, yeah, they just didn't seem to, um, yeah, do what we thought was going to happen. So it was an interesting card. And it all, everything, all the crazy started with that first fight, right? The ladies flyweight clash. We had Victoria Leonardo against Amanion Farouk. And from the beginning, Farouk came out just looking something else. You know I mean, her kicking game was incredible. And her use of range and distance. You know, she... Man, she worked at a distance that made it extremely problematic for Leonardo to get inside, you know. And every time Leonardo moved to try, Farouk just hit her with kicks, you know what I mean? With kicks, man. She, like, a head kick that, um, you know, Leonardo didn't like, right? And... When she got into the clinch, she didn't give Leonardo that either. Because she just unleashed knees to the midsection, you know. Now, Leonardo, you know, she landed some stuff, right? She was able to get an elbow off in the clinch. But it was very few and far between. And Farouk then came back with her own elbows and knees. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just nasty. It was straight up nasty. You know, and when Leonardo, she landed a huge right in that first round. Throat didn't seem bothered. Right? Didn't rock her. You know, and, and I think that's the thing that Leonardo was hoping for. To see Throat get rocked. Right? But 
technically ferocious. Oh man, she was just very sharp. You know, she had a, the, the stance was there, the, the defense was there, and her shots straight down the middle. Now, Leonardo was looping a lot, right? And you're throwing a looping shot, something going the shortest distance will always land first. So, you know, Liano would throw, but Faroe straight down the middle, boom. You know what I mean? And then Leonardo is off her game, off balance. Right? And at the end of the round, man, Faroe just landed a, a double. A double right, right? A double right jab as well. Wasn't a, you know, a, a crazy shot. It was just sharp jab, bum bum, down the middle. And Leonardo was rocked. Was rocked, right? So props for, um, you know, Leonardo for being able to stay in the fight. Because, you know, you did wonder. Right, she managed to get through that last few seconds of that first round, and you you're thinking, all right, is thirty seconds gonna be enough? Is it thirty? It's thirty seconds, right, or a minute? Maybe it's a minute, but yeah, however long it is, you think, is that gonna be enough time? Like on the stall in between rounds, and um, yeah, it 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 wasn't. Right, it really wasn't really because uh, Farouk just you know she continued the onslaught, continued to um land great shots, right? The the right body kicks, side kicks, man, it it, it was just crazy, and I think the big thing was. The Leonardo that we've seen in the past, and especially the Leonardo that we saw in the Contender Series, a lot more technical, right? This Leonardo is rushing in and just kind of swinging for the fences. You know, I don't think that Leonardo wins on the Contender. You know, it, it, it wasn't the one that we've expected. And that was, I think, the big thing in this fight. Because, you know, on paper it looked close But you kind of felt With the experience With the fact that Leonardo's fought in front of Dana She's done the Contender Series She's been in Invicta You thought those big things Would help to calm her nerves Right? Help to calm her nerves And allow her for to perform But it was um, Feroz That was the one that seemed at ease, you know, centered, calm, right, she was that one, and she was the one landing the devastation, right, so, um, yeah, like, we saw all of that great stuff standing, and then Throat gets a takedown, right, gets a takedown, right, and I think that was my big concern, because, you know, with no submission wins or anything like that, it was, well, how would she be on the ground? Man, she looked so good, right? She looked so good. She, yeah, she gets that takedown, um, you know, did a little bit of work. Leonardo, hey, she was able to get back up, which was great. But, you know, for <laughs> takes her down again. Right, T 
takes it down again after catching the kick, right, and just unleashed, just unleashed on her, right, it, it, it was, it was something else, it was a huge win for her, for Rote, and I am very, very curious to see how she does going forward, because on that form, she could be a problem in that flyweight division, you know, so, um, from there, we went to the men's bantamweight division, and we had Umar Nanumanugov against Sergei Amorovov, and so, um, yeah, coming in, like, Numanugov, he's unbeaten, you know, he's 12-0, and he's Khabib's cousin, so a lot of pressure riding on his shoulders, you know? You'd never think there was that pressure though You know, like Numerov, he He seems so composed So composed And he fights A lot different, right He came out with a A very nice kicking game Right, throwing some good kicks And His movement His movement was so smooth So smooth Right, so Morozov, he's um, you know, he he's trying to land the big shot, right? Trying to land the big shot. That's what you could see. Now, he stuffs Numerov's first shot, stuffs it, but Numerov, he's transition, right? Straight round the body, body lock, and then jumped on the back. It, you you're just watching like, what the hell? Okay, you know, it was so impressive Now, he he got into some issues because he got a little bit too high A little bit too high But you could hear from the corner, Khabib, like, telling him Calm down, you know what I mean, don't, you don't have to rush It's cool, and then you saw him make those changes You know, saw him make those changes But even when he was in those you know, slightly problematic situations, he adjusts and um, improves, you know, adjusts and improves, it it was, you know, very impressive, you know, great, great grappling, you know, that, that was a thing, also the fight was so freaking fast, okay, so fast, that was just super impressive, right, so, um, yeah, Umarov, he ends the round with another takedown, so, second round starts, and, again, something completely different, right, that we, we didn't expect, didn't expect, right, For, you know, because we've never seen it from Khabib, and everyone that thinks that Umar is a Khabib clone, ain't this fight just really, Stamps, you know, uh, that notion out of your head Because he opened up the second round With hitting a huge head kick Huge head kick And, you know, Morozov, he's he's rocked Rocked Now, I think what we saw, the unexperience um, That probably stopped him from finishing the fight in that moment Right, because Numenov he he rushed forward a bit, so instead of right holding back 
and then picking the shots, picking the shots when he's on the fence and, and getting a, a, a TKO, you know, finish, he rushed in to um, grab the takedown, right, and yeah, I think that's, that's the difference, right, and he, he will learn, right, there's, he saw it from that moment, saw it from that moment, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, you know, you lost a great opportunity there, but, you know, it happened, that's what went down, right, so, um, yeah, Mirovov, he's he was able to recover, which, that's conditioning, right, it, it, it's, it's very good conditioning when you can concur- recover from, you know, uh, a near, you know, finish like that, being as rocked as he was, so, yeah, he, he recovered, um, but he he's still unable just to um, avoid the shots, you know, avoid the shots from Numerov, right? So um, yeah, Numerov gets another takedown. He's hunting for the back, hunting for the back, right? But he he can't quite get it. So yeah, they're, they're fighting for position. Right? We've seen some nice scrambles. Umanugov, he's, um, you know, he then gets in a controlling position, and he's peppering Muzadov, right, he's peppering him with shots, and in a roll, right, in a roll transition, he gets the arm underneath um, Moroz's chin, and sinks in that rear naked. Now, what the great thing was, it was the positioning of the hands. He had them at the back of the head, and you saw mirrors of he's trying to get to him, frantically trying to get the hands so he can separate. He can't. And yeah, he goes out, goes out, right? Didn't tap, does, went out fighting. So, yeah, impressive as hell. But, you know, in the interview afterwards, you, like, yeah, he wasn't happy with his performance. And that, always respect that, you know. Um, so, yeah, he it was, it was great. And definitely someone that's going to be a problem in the bantamweight division. The bantamweight division, it's, um, yeah, it's becoming a problem, man. It really is. You know, we've got some great fighters and some great matchups. So we then jumped to the lightweight division and we had Mike Davis against Mason Jones. You know, the Welsh fighter, the double champ in Cage Warriors, lightweight, then went up, won the welterweight, right? Got the call, came over and he was meant to fight last year. End of last year, it couldn't get um, sorted through uh, COVID and everything. So, yeah, rescheduled. And people, this was, oh, my days, this was such a good fight. It was such a good fight, right? Oh, we saw some sensational performances, you know? We really did. And, um... I, I it, it was so back and forth. This fight was so back and forth. We saw some heavy shots getting landed. 
and the pace in which they were going at. God damn. These guys were going at a crazy pace. At the beginning, it looked like Davis had the speed advantage. You know? Had the speed advantage. He was getting off some a lot of big combinations. Jones, he wasn't throwing as many. Right? And the combinations he was throwing were shorter in length. Right? He's trying to hit that big shot. Right? But... Jones is pushing that hard pace, and so as the fight's getting on, you can see Davis getting tired, right, so he's just like, oh, okay, right, like, what's gonna happen, because as Davis is getting tired, Jones is landing more, right, he, he, he's landing more, and, um, you know, getting off more longer combinations, right, so... God damn, it was enthralling, right? Enthralling. Now, Davis, he's able to get some takedowns. Like, he, he's getting the takedowns. He's not holding them. Like, Jones is able to get up. But you are kind of thinking, right? You're getting up. And yes, not all the takedowns are going to be called as takedowns. But that is a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy that you're you're using to get back to your feet. Right? Even if the get up is it, you know, you're not necessarily just powering out, right? You are using techniques and skills and all of that, but it is it's still draining, right? It's still draining. But yeah, Jones, he's putting on um some really good form in that second round You know, this this transformation And we're seeing, right This is a close fight It's a close fight It's back and forth They are throwing everything at each other So going into the third You're watching this thinking That this could very well be one all, Right that thing could be one all coming into the third round. Big thing in the third round. Man, Davis is able to hit those takedowns, right? It, it was the takedowns that were probably the um, the big thing in that third, you know? Because Davis is able to do it. And Jones, he he wasn't... He wasn't as busy. Wasn't as busy in that third. Because it was close. It was very close. Right? But we we needed to see just a bit more out of Jones. That was it. Just a bit more. You know, because Davis, he, he you know, he's throwing elbows, shots, all of that. And it took a while. For Jones to get into it on that level. Took a little while for him to do. And you think, yeah, that's what cost him the game. You know? But, god damn. Was everyone entertained? Yes, they were. Yes, they were, people. Most definitely. So, um, from there, we jumped to the men's flyweight division. And we had Jerome Riviera 
against Francisco Figueroa. So, um, you know, very, uh, very promising. You know, it was an interesting matchup for the people. So, this Figueredo, you know what I mean? Francisco, different body type to his brother, a, a leaner, I would say, but still nasty, man. You know, he's still coming with some, you know, big shots. Has a, a, a good kicking game. Right, came out of a good kicking game early, hit some nasty elbows, and had great movement. Right, and I think he always seemed to step ahead of Riviera. You know, Riviera, he he was trying, but he just didn't ever really seem um, in the flow of the fight. You know, that just didn't seem like he was in the flow, and every time you thought, oh. He, he, he's getting back, right, he's getting into it, eh, you know, Figueredo would, um, yeah, do some other shit, right, so, Figueredo, he's able to take him down, he was able to take him down, he, he was getting a nice, um, he utilised a nice body lock takedown, um, he, he hit a great sweep takedown, man, it was just, he's different, Different approaches, and I think a big problem, Rivera, he he was a little bit too content to be on the bottom, right, he, he was throwing stuff up, but you're just never winning on your back, for the most part, there's been a few times we've seen it happen, but, you know, that's when the top isn't doing anything really, and Figueredo was doing shit from the top, you know, so that was the big problem, so yeah, it, it it's like Riviera. He he lost it on his back, but then when he got up to the feet, yeah, R Riviera couldn't get things going there either, you know. And, and man, there was a point when Figueredo just unleashed just a string of great like body shots, elbows, leg kicks. You know what I mean? Ah, it it was just. Just nice combinations, nice combinations, and just putting work on Riviera. You know, that was the big thing, right? And he sealed it with a takedown on the buzzer in the third, right? So I think it was a uh, a clean sweep, really. You know, a, a unanimous decision for um, Francisco Figueredo. So, a, a great entry to the UFC. And also, when you consider he'd been out for a little while, you know, been out for a little while. So, yeah, this was a, a very, very good performance from him. So, we then um, whew, took a big jump. So, from the flyweights to the middleweights, we had Marcus Perez against Adolcha Lumambuya. So straight out the gate, these two are throwing big shots at each other, really going at it. And um, whew, we, you just thought, oh, we're getting a knockout at some point in this one, right? Um, but then after that, so Lumenburia, he's the one pushing forward and um, really, you know, taking the fight to Perez. 
right? He hoists Perez up, right? And we're thinking we're getting this huge slam takedown. But Luan Booyah, he kind of pauses a bit, right? Pauses a bit. His technique isn't great. And it allows Perez to grab a guillotine. So, he, the time he puts Perez on the ground, Perez has locked his head up in a guillotine. It did look like it might be a problem, but Lunabu is able to escape. Able to escape. Perez, he he tries for a triangle, but, um, yeah, Lunabu is able to avoid that, and, um, you know, Perez is able to get up, right, Lumbia hits him with a big elbow, and they trade a bit, right, trade a bit, ends up, you know, it's fairly close rounds, right, second round, again, they're, um, they're going at it, going at it, and Lumbia, you think he might be a bit fatigued, he looks a little bit fatigued, because he is, every time he throws, he's just these big shots. These big shots just throwing everything in. Right? Could be a bit more refined, you know, conserve his energy. But he's not. Right? But here's the thing. You, you, you think, oh, I, this could be the moment Perez takes over. But then he hits Perez with a big body shot and Perez goes down. Like Lumabuya follows. Perez again tries for a triangle, but Lumabuya he escapes that. And um you know Perez goes for a Kamora, but Lumabuya stops that and ends the round with some big elbows from the top. Right? So um in the third round, right, they're they're trading bombs again. Trading bombs again. Um you know, like Perez, he's attacking the body more, which is sensible, right? Definitely a sensible thing. He probably should have done more of it in the second round, though. You'd have thought, right? So, um, he's doing that, but Lumbia is still hitting combinations and some big shots on Perez, right? Perez, he's trying for a takedown, which he can't get. Which you just think, like, Perez is, is using up energy trying for that, right? Now, he, the best shot from Perez was at the very end. At the very end, he hits a head kick. And you think that Lumabi is a little bit wobbled. But by, by this point, Perez didn't seem to have enough left to um, take Lumabuya out. Uh, so, Lumabuya gets to win. Yeah, it was a unanimous decision and probably fair, right? This was a more refined Perez, but I think being trying to be that refined, calmer fighter in there, he did seem to lose a little something. Did seem to lose a little something. So I think he, Perez needs to find a way to still be that crazy fighter, but without putting himself. In as much damaging situations as he used to in previous fights. You know, it's a happy medium. This time it didn't quite go his way. You know, but definitely a good win for Lumen Booyah. 
So we then dropped back down to the flyweight division. And we had Zariah Adashevev against Sue Majuri. You know, which whew, turned out to be a, um, a very intriguing fight. So they were matched up pretty well. You know, pretty evenly. But I kind of felt that Majuri, he... He was a bit calmer, a bit calmer, a bit more composed, and that saw him through, you know, he had very good movement, right, very good movement, he's throwing a lot of feints, right, and we saw how effective they were, Adeshev was, he's looking for big shots, he did, he did land, uh, uh, you know, a big left out the gate. Right, but yeah, Majari, he, I think all in all, he, he was able to keep it together. And by throwing the variety that he was throwing and throwing all the feints, right, he was setting shots up, setting shots up, this um, fadeaway check hook, which he landed, right, it, it did pay off, it worked for him, right, and that was pretty big. It, it definitely stumbled like Adashev. And I think the big difference was, was Adashev had stumbled at Majuri. Right? But Majuri used very good footwork to avoid and he recovered very quickly. Now, Adashev, he was rushing, trying to, trying to get in, trying to finish. But yeah, he couldn't. Right now, when Majuri hurt Adashev, he stayed composed didn't rush in, didn't, you know, force the finish, but landed some very good shots, you know, in the process. So he he was just able to build up this comfortable lead, build up this comfortable lead, and any time it looked like he might be in trouble, he extricated himself and then got Back to the fundamentals that had been seeing him, you know, do so well, right? And, and that was the big thing here. Majori just showed great fundamentals and a great game, you know? It, it was impressive, you know? I think that's the big thing we can say here. Sue Majori, he's very impressive, and you can see that, yeah, He's going to be a problem in the flyweight division, which is great, right? This flyweight division from the, the point where it's nearly gone, nearly gone. And you're thinking, oh, there's no stars or anything like that. What's going to happen? We're now seeing this fresh crop of phenomenal fighters. Now, yes, they're like, I think... These really good displays, fun fights is helping, right? Could it do with a, uh, uh, you know, someone making a lot of noise and all of that? Oh, for sure, for sure. But I think that fight of the night contender at the end of last year, hey, it's going to serve the division well. And with this crop of great fighters coming through, hey, it's going to be fine, right? It's Gonna be fine. So next, we um, moved up to the bantamweight division, 
right? And we had Ricky Simone against Guteno Perillo. You know, so um, yeah, you know, it it, it was a uh, a late replacement because you know Brian Kelleher. It was a weird one, right? He was meant to be fighting um, Simone. He tested positive for COVID, right? Tested positive, but no one else around, none of his team, they all tested negative. So it turned out to be a false negative. But there then had to be, you know, follow-up tests and other stuff and all of this. So it just meant that Keller wasn't able to get on the card. All right, but um, yeah. So, um, Pirillo, he he came in, made his debut, and we were just like, okay, what are we gonna see here? Well, we saw a man, a relentless Simone. Man, it was a very, very good performance from Ricky Simone. He he just put it on, um, Pirillo. You know, now Pirillo, he 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 showed some good stuff. You know. Like, Simone got a few takedowns, and Perillo, he was up straight away, right? Showed some good, you know, some good movement and everything like that. But Simone, he um, he just kept the pressure on. Kept the pressure on, and in the second round, when he hit the takedown, right, he, um, I think he, he gets him to mount, right? Gets into mount, and that was it, right? We get to see some very good heavy top game from Simone here, so, and he he didn't allow Perillo like just anything, any space, any space, and Perillo had a few options, right? So he had to turn. And when he turned, right, he left his arm. He left his arm. And Simone, boom, instantly jumps, jumps to the side. He gets a head and arm choke. And he's putting the pressure, putting the pressure in there until Perillo tapped. You know, it is a, yeah, it was a very good display from uh, Simone. Very good display, and he he calls out Keller. So um, yeah, be interesting to see if that fight can get booked. So that leads us to the um the main car the fight of the prelims. We've got Tom Breeze against Amari Akhmadev, right? And yeah, definitely looking forward to this middleweight clash. You know to see um. Yeah, who could stamp their name? You know what I mean? This, it was an odd fight, right? It was an odd fight. We saw some interesting stuff, but uh, we also saw some other stuff, right? Now, Breeze is using the jab early, Okmadev, you know, leg kicks, right? And you could see that Okmadev, he wants a takedown, right? Goes for one. Now Breeze, he um he goes for the guillotine early, which uh, 
It's not always the best idea, but we've seen people grab it and win, right? So it's just all dependent on how comfortable are you with your jiu-jitsu, right? And to be fair, it did seem tight, but eventually Akhmadiv is able to um, pop the head out, right? Pop the head out and get off some big shots. And Breeze for a while, he's, like, throwing elbows and doing stuff, and you're just a bit like, yeah, just probably not the best. Try and get up. Try and get up. You know, he um, brings the legs up, goes for an armbar, but Akhmadev, you know, he escapes from that situation and, you know, continues to get off some ground and pound. Eventually, um, Breeze, he... Gets up, gets up, gets up well, which kind of made you think, like, why did you stay on the bottom for so long, man? So he gets up, but instead of then just moving to the center and, and looking to stand, he he grabs the back, grabs the back, jumps on, you know, he's looking for a rear naked, but he gets too high, gets too high, slips off. And we're thinking, oh, this is going to be problematic. But he he uses a leg lock attack to be able to get back up, right? So you're just like, okay, boom. Um, and the round ends with, uh, you know, Breeze. Has, they've managed to kind of clinch up and are struggling. And now Breeze is ending the round hunting for a rear naked choke, right? So we go into the second and Akhmadev, you know, he, he, he's coming forward, trying to land some big shots. Breeze is able to avoid. Akhmadev, you know, he's looking for that takedown again. Right? So, he's in on it, but Breeze is defending well. He then goes for a calf slicer. Right? So, you think, oh, nice. Right? But it gets to that, uh, an awkward position where it needs someone to kind of push through to, um, you know, get the dominant position, right? And there's a moment when you think, okay, Atmadev is going to get this shot. Breeze, stand up. There was an opportunity to stand. He doesn't stand. Doesn't stand, right? And um, Akhmadev, yeah, he, he's... Now in dominant position. He's in dominant position. And again, Breeze, he, like he, he doesn't seem to move fast enough. Right? He just seemed a bit slow. Seemed a bit slow. And it allowed Atmadev to yeah, jump into the head arm position. And then get to the side. Now, he's got the fence there. So you're thinking... Okay, like, I don't know if he's got enough maneuverability to be able to land it, but he is. He is, and it's getting tighter. Breeze tried to fight it, but he can't, and has to tap. Has to tap, which, ah, you can see he looked devastated. He did, he looked devastated, but I don't know. It's like there seemed a bit of a lethargy about Breeze 
in some of those ground transitions. I don't know. It was an odd one. But, hey, great win for Akhmadev. Not taking anything away from him at all. You know, very good win. And um, puts him in a, a very good position moving forward. I think he called out Uriah Hall, if I remember collect correctly. I forget. But, I yeah, I think it was Uriah Hall he um, he called for after this one. Um, yeah. Or did he call Marvin Vittori? Hmm. I forget. He did make some good calls. You know, and I think the win does does put him in a good position, you know. But, hey, nice fight led us into the main card, people. So the main card starts with a featherweight clash between Lerone Murphy and Douglas Andrade. And, um, yo, we saw such a great performance from Murphy. He looked very slick, some good movement, um, you know, good variety of shots, you know, Andrade was game, for sure, very game, but every time, you know, you thought Murphy might be in a bit of trouble, he's able to um, extricate himself from the situation and land big shots, you know, Andrade, he got a couple of takedowns, Right, got a couple of takedowns in the first round, but both times, you know, Murphy's up, right? Even the set, like, he's up straight away the first time. Second time, right, he tries to take Andrade down, Andrade lands on top in mount. And you think, oh, that's a problem. No, Murphy was straight up, right? Straight up. So, we were seeing that, and with those situations, you think that might be enough for Andrade with a good round to win. But Murphy didn't give it to him. You know, he, he peppered with good shots, elbows, kicks, just all of that. You know, landing good shots, right? In, um, or I think it was the third round, Andrade landed a good, really good shot. But Murphy, very composed, grabbed the hold, got the clinch, you know, held for a little bit, broke away after he, you know, he was cool, landed big shots, you know what I mean, so he, he never gave Andrade the opportunity to take a round, you know, and um, he ended the, ended the third round with a takedown of his own, Dropping elbows So, hey, that was very impressive for Murphy And, um, you know, we, we saw more evolution in his game Right, he, he wasn't happy about the win But it was a very good performance You know, so, hey, you got to give props to him Right, so, from there We had Tyson Nam against Matt Schnell In a... Um, you know, an intriguing flyweight clash. So leading into this fight, Nan was, you know, in a lot of the interviews saying that, you know, he's a one-trick pony, but he's got that one trick down very well. You know, and we've seen, look, he's got stoppages in his last few fights, for sure. He's got some power. But 
you thought, now there must be more, right? Because it, it, it's not a great narrative. So you're thinking, obviously, he's got some other tricks. He's just stuff he hasn't shown yet. But what we did see here was that, no, it is really just the big hand. You know, yes, there he has got some other shots. You know, he landed some other shots, but he's mainly looking for the big right, right? And Schnell on the flip, he's got good movement, right? We're seeing good movement. We're seeing speed. Snell was definitely winning when it came to speed, and he's always throwing combos. Right where um, Nam was looking for the one big shot, Schnell, he's throwing combinations. Right, some longer than others, but he's always he's never just throwing single shots. Right, and and that's what we were seeing from Nam. You know, just uh, mainly single shots. There was the odd combo, but it's mainly the single, and um, yeah, Schnell wasn't. You know, he he was putting very good combinations together. The weirdest thing from this fight was the fact that it ended in a split decision, right? It is hard to fathom how they got a split decision, right? You're just watching it and be like, wait, what What did the judges watch here, right? There's no way that that was a split decision, it was a clear win for Schnell. So I'm glad he got it and it and it didn't go, <laughs> you know, the other way. Right? And, and there's no, you know, oh, I hate Tyson Nam. No, 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 no. It was just on the performance, it's clear that Matt Schnell won that fight. You know? So yeah, it, it was um some odd Odd stuff from the judges, but I kind of felt it, it was all the way through. It was just clear. Just more work from Schnell, you know? So, yeah, that, that was good for him. And um, we then go to the ladies' flyweight division, where we had Roxanne Modafferi against Viviana Ruja. Viviana Ruja looked so good in this fight. She looked so good. Her boxing was so crisp. Now, Roxy's boxing has definitely improved. And improved a lot. Right? But it is just nowhere at the level as Aruja's. You know, so Aruja, she was just able to land first. Land first and with, you know, more impressive shots. Right? And... Modafferi, she showed her heart in this one. Because Aruja just seemed to dominate everywhere. Now, it was interesting because Aruja dominated in the clinch, right? And you and we kind of figured that, you know, Modafferi was going to be able to possibly get the advantage there. Get the advantage, maybe drag it to the ground, get a submission. But Aruja just wouldn't let her. Wouldn't let it do anything, right? And just put it on Moda Fairy. But yeah, Moda Fairy, she never, never gave up. Never gave up. Continued to push forward and all of that. But 
right i think the big thing here was we 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 didn't see anything different from Mother Fairy. And, you know, it, 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 she probably needed to utilise some, some shoots, right? Shooting for a takedown. You know, single legs, double legs, like mix it up, right? Mix it up so Aruja didn't know... Right, what's she gonna try? What what what's she looking for here? Because yes, Modafferi stayed in the fight, and that was great. But she never looked like she was in a situation where she could, you know, put a Rouge at risk. Right? Put her at risk, you know, put some damage on her. Force any sort of stoppage You know, it, it never looked like we were going to get that from Roxy And that was the problem You know, it became a situation Where Aruja is able to see every outcome You know, she's, she's able to see what's coming at her So the counters were in place Right, the movement was in place you know, that, that was the big thing here, right? So, it, it was phenomenal from Aruja. It really was. She looked sharp. Yeah, she looked very promising. Looked like she'd put in some good improvements in her game. But, um, yeah, Roxy just... I think in a fight like this, we want to see her change the game plan up. You know, change the game plan up... Come with something completely different Right, but she's got the experience Right, we know she's got a, a, a very broad, good skill set But this is, I think this is the big thing for Roxy In fights like this, it, it doesn't change You know, it, it doesn't change Now she stays in there, for sure She does stay in there and that is great But It's not going to win you the fight Right And it didn't win this fight So definitely a big scalp For Aruja <sighs> You just felt bad for Roxy But always the competitor And always the good sport Right So um, We then jumped all the way up to our one and only light heavyweight clash on the card. Right, we had um, Vincenzo Moriera against Ike Villanueva. So this was a man. This was a make and break fight for Villanueva. Right, he he'd what he'd lost a lot of fights. So with with. Another loss, he's probably getting cut. Probably getting cut. And he really stepped up. Really stepped up for this one. Right? Now, you've kind of thought that Miera was going to be able to, um, you know, get this to the ground, get a submission. I think he had the more rounded skill set. That's what it seemed. But, yeah, Villeneuve, he... Man, you could see what he was fighting for. 
Right? He he was pushing forward. He's throwing out the jab, utilizing that well. And there was intent in everything he did. Moreira, he's he's throwing out the jab and some kicks and stuff like that. But it it just seemed kind of you know, he, he's playing a touch game, right, he, he's playing point MMA, this ain't point MMA, right, yeah, if you're gonna throw, you have to throw to um, keep someone off you, and he wasn't doing that, you know, like, nothing he was putting out there gave Villeneuve pause, Right, nothing made him stop in his tracks and think, "Oh, I can't just come forward with a you know a naked jab, right? I can't just throw a, a lackadaisical leg kick because I'm gonna get countered, and I'm gonna get countered hard." Like there, there was never that. So Villeneuve, he's able just to um, you know. Implement his game and come in looking to do damage. He attacked the body a lot, which, you know, that seemed to be working for him very well. You know, it really was. Landed some big uppercuts in close, which was, um, you know, great. Now, Moreira's biggest shot might have been the Superman punch, but... That didn't really land flush, you know. So that first round was definitely Villeneuve's. We come into the second, and um, yeah, it was pretty much done, right? I think it's like 30 seconds into that second round. Villeneuve, he landed a huge hook, huge hook that just put Moreira to sleep, now Moreira, and this is the thing, right, this is what I'm saying, he, he'd, he was throwing his own shot, throwing his own shot, but his technique just wasn't really there, and yeah, he was not throwing with intent, you know, so it allowed Villadev to get his shot off and land it first, and who his shot was a KO shot, right? That's the big difference here, you know? So, um, yeah, he put Moreira out. Put him out. Got the big win. So, hats off to Villanera, you know? It was a tremendous, tremendous right from him. And, you know, from everything he said... Oh man, it, it must have been a tough one coming in. I think he'd lost his grand a, a few a granddad a few days before the fight. It, good damn it, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, hats off for Ike for getting the huge win and also saving his job. You know what I mean? Because that was definitely for the job. So we then go to the co-main event. Co-main event, we have Wally Alvarez against hometown fighter Munir Lezez, who looked phenomenal. Looked phenomenal in that um, you know, the 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 second outing to fight Ireland towards the end of last year. 
he 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 won his fight with ease, right? So you're thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting, and Lazette should win it, right? Because Alvarez, he's been very up and down in his career of late, right? Very up and down, and again, maybe someone fighting to stay in the UFC. Who knows, right? But man. I have to say, Alvarez didn't think of it like, um, you know, Lazez is dangerous. Didn't think that this is problematic. Alvarez just was like, hey, I'm a bad motherfucker. I've got some big wins on my record. Let me show this young buck what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. Right? That's what he did. Because Alvarez, he didn't give Lazez a moment. Didn't give him a moment. You know what I mean? Lazez, now, he, he, he hit some, okay, you know, well, he, he tried, let's say. But Alvarez, he came out, he leg kick, then he's going for the body. Body, body, uppercut. He clinches on the fence and... um. You know, Lorez, he, he tries to turn, but Alvarez, he um, reverses him, gets him there, and he's just laying into him. He lands a spinning um, back fist, right? Boom. Hits it, right? Gets a trip takedown. <sighs> Lorez, he does get up straight away. Does get up straight away. He... Now, he, he throws a spinning elbow, and it partially hit, but not not fully, really, right? So then Alvarez, he comes with three back kicks, right? Three back kicks. Um, you know, what body kicks, should I say, even? Sorry, body kicks, right? Just bam, bam, bam. And Lazez, he just crumbles, man. He really just crumbles. Alvarez, he, you know, he drops some shots. Lazez is covering up. But it's just like he's got nothing. He's got nothing. And the ref, it's only one thing he can do. And that's called a fight, right? It was huge. It's huge. Now, the thing was, it, it, you're just thinking, now, was it the body kicks or did Alvarez hit the kidney with one of them, right? And you, we've seen that before. You know what I mean? People get hit there and you just shut down. You just shut down and you can't do anything. So, yeah, it, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. All we, all we could see is... Wally Alvarez just fucked up Monier Lozez. That's what happened, people. It was huge. Huge. And you know, you know, so many betting lines got fucked up tonight. Right? So many betting lines got fucked up tonight. Because there were, there were now some of these fights were definitely, you know, not, 
Like, you didn't think, oh, yeah, that's a one. Like, that person's easily going to... No, there wasn't really any of those. A lot of the fights, you know, you're thinking, yeah, it's a tough to call, right? But you made your picks on a few assumptions and a few past performances and everything like that. But I've, I've, you kind of feel that Lezez Alvarez was one fight that, you know, most people had Lezez winning. Most people probably had Lezez winning, and Alvarez didn't give a fuck. So, um, yeah, it was a good win for Alvarez, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, after the fight, Alvarez called out Kobe Covington. I believe that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes you think, wait, did I just make that up? But, no, I believe, hold on. No, 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 he did not, because he's already beaten Covington, I forget who he called out, yep, ain't gonna lie, I've forgotten, Ugh. my memory is so bad, god damn it, my memory is so friggin' bad, now, I know, right, I know why I fought Covington, but someone else called Covington out, and, um, yes, I, now I know who the fuck called him out, but, uh, yeah, I forget what, um, Alvarez said, I believe he did call someone though, I believe he did, but th this win does set him up for, uh, you know, some interesting fights, I feel, so if this Alvarez is then the Alvarez that moves forward, oh, we've got problems, people, we got problems, so yeah, it, it will be interesting, right, because it did seem more of the old Alvarez, and yeah, I hope this is the one that stays around, for sure, but yeah, this takes us to the main event, and we've got, um, you know, we've got uh, Michael Chiesa against Neil Magny, boom, oh, and you feel this fight, it is definitely for that push for the belt, Right, push to get into title contention. There's both a game, both a lot of skills. But the big question is, who can take this fight? Who can take this fight? Now, I have to say, look, I had Magni. I had Magni because look, he he's got a good reach, and we've seen him utilize that reach well. Right, we've seen him take damage. Come back, right? These are big things, very big things. So, um, yeah, that that's what I was thinking coming into this fight. I have to say, Magni did not fight how I thought he was gonna fight. Didn't fight how I thought he was gonna fight. It it was very odd. It was very odd. Now, people, don't get me wrong. It, it's not saying Magni was shit. He he wasn't shit. It was. Like, there was a lot of close moments in this. But, I think the big thing was, Magni didn't really fight to the strengths we have seen in previous fights. Right? I, I would say that was the big thing. He He didn't fight to those strengths. And I don't know why. Right? For the life of me... I could not tell you why, right, 
it, it is a baffling thing, you know. Now we know that you know GS has good jujitsu. We definitely knew that, but you know we've seen Magni do some okay work on the ground, right? So you kind of figured that it, it Magni would know enough to be able to get himself out of bad situations and get back to his feet. Um, and that's where he struggled, right? He, he struggled to get up. Struggled to get up when um, Chiesa took him down. And when he did get up, he he didn't then separate. Didn't separate. And that was baffling. It was so baffling, right? So... He, he tried to get the takedown back on a few occasions. And look, definitely get that. Definitely understand that. You know what I mean? Because you think, right, he got a takedown. He held me down for a minute or so. That's going to look big for the judges. I, I need to return the favor, right? So I can even this out. You get that thinking, right? But then after the first one, two times where it doesn't work, you'd Think, alright, I'm not going to try this again This this ain't working, this ain't the game plan But no, Magni continued to try it And, and you're just, ah oh man, you're scratching your head thinking Wait, what? Like, why? It, it, it's not working You know, it, it, it's clearly not working And so we do that Or He'd just stay in the clinch. He'd stay in the clinch instead of breaking away. As we saw, there was a few flashes of when they broke away, Magni landed some good shots. But he then, you know, allowed himself to get tied back up. Right? Or he'd implement the clinch himself. And that was just, whoa, crazy. Where Magni would implement the clinch. You were just like, wait, huh? I don't know why you're doing that, right? Don't know why you're doing that. Because Chiesa's top game was so suffocating, so suffocating and heavy. And look, this is something we know. When Chiesa gets on top, it's a problem. It's a problem. And that's what he was doing. That's what he did. Now, props to Magni. When, um, you know, Chiesa had him in certain situations, you know, looking for the, for the, for the rear naked and, and, and stuff like that, Magni was able to escape, right? So, yeah, props for that. Uh, it, it, it was just way too much playing into Chiesa's strengths rather than implementing just those great strengths of Magnus that we have seen, you know. So, it's a huge win for Chiesa, very big win, and you do kind of think that with that top game, he he definitely, definitely is going to be a problem for some people, you know what I mean? And we see that very clear. He's made some very good improvements since that Kevin Lee fight. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how um, Chiesa can do. And this is the thing. 
after the fight, he calls out Colby Covington. See, that's he's the one that called out Covington, right? Now, he's not getting that fight, right? That fight is going to go to um, Mastodal, right? I mean, we hope. Like, I mean, I think the, the big thing is that, you know, Colby Mastodal, they coach the upcoming Ultimate Fighter, right? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, now, I think... If Massavell gets an injury or something, then possibly Chiesa gets the fight. But I can't, yeah, I just see, you know, everything going in Chie- um, Covington Massavell, right? And if not that, I see Leon Massavell, right? Or Leon Covington, if... You know, Leon's fight against um, Kamzat goes well for for Leon, right? If, you know, he doesn't get a a title fight from that win. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that depends on Chiesa getting certain fights from the fights that are upcoming, right? I think once a, a few of those fights happen... We will get a clearer picture of, um, you know, how everything is looking. So, you know, it's interesting. I think that's the main thing. The world weight division, like many others, very, very interesting. You know, so um, yeah, it, we had some great fights. We had some great fights tonight. Now, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like UFC on ABC one. Right, wasn't quite there, but yeah, we definitely saw some good performances, and so the um, you know, the the fight awards went to Alvarez. He got fifty G's for a performance of the night. So did Umar Numagedov. He also got one, and um, Mike Davis, Mason Jones got fight of the night. So um, yeah. And, yeah, that fight was definitely a great fight, fight tonight. Now, other people that could have, like uh, Manny Onfirot, she definitely could have got something. And, it, again, it wouldn't surprise me if she does get a little something, something. You know what I mean? So, um, Ricky Simone and Omari Akhmadev, they, they all put in very good performances. Um, and Ike Villanova. Right, and yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if all of those fighters got a little sign, sign extra, you know what I mean? Because they all, yeah, they all put in performances that would justify just that. But um, people, we're now done, and it is all eyes on next Saturday, UFC 257. Poirier v McGregor 2 And our final fight In this sequence On Fight Island Okay people So that's Wednesday covered You know what I mean We're done on that front But we aren't done in total So in part 2 We're going to go over Saturday people So um we're finishing here, but head over to uh, part two. All right, 
See you there.